I love that video, man. That was so cool. Hey, that guy should have shared, huh? He should have been a little more generous. He wasn't good at sharing all his stuff. That's just crazy. Kids, we should share, right? Adults, we should share, right? Should think about other people. Yeah, absolutely. My goodness gracious. That makes me think about some stuff, though. It makes me think about uh, a Bible verse. How many of y'all have ever heard of the book of Psalms? Book of Psalms, yeah. So we're going to go to the book of Psalms, chapter 24, verse 1. Hey, parents, let's have some fun this morning. Can we do that? It's a fun, fun day. Look, it says, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world, all its people belong to him. Now, kids, help me work my way through this for a second. It says that the earth is the Lord's, right? And all that's in it. Everybody say all. What does all mean? Everything. Yeah, that's what it says. The world and all its people belong to him. Like everything, everything in the whole world. Everything. You know, when God created, you know, you remember like in the Bible where it says God was creating the heavens and the earth. And he would say, let there be light. And then suddenly there was light. And let there be this and let there be that. Stuff just started popping up as he spoke it into existence. How awesome would it have been to see that happen? That'd been pretty cool, right? See all that going on. He spoke all the stuff into creation. He spoke all the planets, all the stars, the whole universe, all the asteroids that keep whizzing by that we get to watch with telescopes sometimes. He created all of that. Then he created this earth. He created all the animals on the earth. And then he created man and woman. Man and woman. It's crazy. Everything, everything that we see on this earth was created by God. And because he made it all, it all belongs to who? All belongs to God. That's right. It all belongs to him. The world, it says, everything, everything we have, though, comes from God. Because he created it, because it's his, that means that everything that we have comes from God. Why? Because everything that we get comes from stuff that he made. You see that? It's crazy. We're breathing air right now that he created. We're not floating around off into the sky right now because he created gravity. We have these seats to sit in right now in this church or at home, your bed or your sofa or whatever you're sitting on in your PJs right now probably. I busted you. You know who you are. You're watching church in your pajamas, and I'm a little bit jealous, I got to admit. He created all of the stuff that was used for material to create all of this stuff. Everything comes from God, so everything belongs to God. Everything that we have belongs to God. What does that mean about your shoes? Belongs to God. Yeah, what does that mean about the shirt that you're wearing right now? Yeah, the car that we drove in to get here belongs to God. All the toys that we play with, the TVs that we have, all of that stuff, it belongs to him because he created everything first. Without him, nothing, nothing would be, nothing would be here. Nothing would be made, right? So everything comes from who? Right. Everything that we have comes from where? Comes from God. You guys are good this morning. We're going to have some fun. So everything that we have comes from God. God created all of this stuff, and you know what he did with Adam and Eve in the 
the what was that place Adam and Eve lived? The garden. Is that right? That's right, the Garden of Eden. Thank you so much, Abby. They, they lived in the Garden of Eden, and God said, I'm going to take all this stuff that I made, and I'm going to let you guys be in charge of it. I'm going to let you guys take care of it. So even though God made it all, and it was all his stuff, he gave it to Adam and Eve, and he said, you guys are going to be stewards over the things that I have made and I'm going to give it to you and let you take care of my stuff for me. That's what he did. You know, you know what stewardship means, guys? Stewardship is when you are trusted to take care of someone else's stuff. And God has entrusted us to take care of all the stuff that he made in the earth, all the stuff that he's given us, all the stuff that he's provided. He's asked us to be a steward over it because... Does it belong to us or does it belong to him? It belongs to him. That's right. Everything we have comes from God. It belongs to God. But he trusts us with the things that we have to take care of them. Like I've got this toy right here. I got Mr. Potato Head. I love Mr. Potato Head. How many of y'all got a Mr. Potato Head? Yeah. Yeah? How many of you want a Mr. Potato Head? All right. Let's see. Hey, if you can get me Super Bowl tickets, I'll give you a Mr. Potato Head. No, I'm kidding. I don't want to miss the Super Bowl party next week. I love Mr. Potato Head. Mr. Potato Head is my Mr. Potato Head. But I'm going to trust somebody with it. I need some volunteers for me to trust Mr. Potato Head to. Journey, can you help me out? You're going to have to put your flowers down. Come on up here on the stage and help me. But can you come up here? Let's give Journey a hand as she comes up here to help me this morning. Yeah, come on, girl. My Mr. Potato Head, I'm going to give it to you. Now take care of it for me, okay? And this is what God does. He gives us whatever it is that he gives us. And he says, take care of it for me. I'm going to trust you to look after it. I'm going to trust you to look after it. Don't drop it. Don't break it. Don't throw it away. Don't leave it out in your room. Even when your mom says, clean up your room. Can I get an amen, parents out there? You know what I'm talking about. Okay, so let's keep that room clean. And I'll walk away. Journey stays there. I walk away for a long, long time. And Journey plays with Mr. Potato Head for a day, two days, three days, four days, five days, ten days, six months, a whole year. A whole year goes by, and Journey gets to keep Mr. Potato Head and play with him. And then I come back, and I say, hey, Journey, can I have my Mr. Potato Head back? Yes. Even after a year? You're just going to give it right back to me? Why? Because it's, it's mine. That's what she said. So she's giving me Mr. Potato Head back because he's mine. What if I wanted you to give Mr. Potato Head to somebody else? It's my potato head, right? What if I give it to you and say, I want you to keep this thing for five whole years? How old are you now? Nine? Okay, make sure you got it right. You're nine? Okay. So five whole years. You're going to be 14. That's crazy. 14 with Mr. Potato Head. And I come back and I say, Journey, that Mr. Potato Head that I gave you that you've had for five years, I want you to give that to Pastor Kelly. Can you go do that? Boom. She did it. 
she gave Mr. Potato Head to Pastor Kelly because I asked her to because whose Potato Head was it? It's mine. Even though Journey was a what? She was a steward over it. She was taking care of it. I gave her my stuff to take care of and I asked her to give it to Pastor Kelly. This is how it works with everything that God has given us. With everything that he's entrusted us with, he's asked us to be a steward over it. Even though we go to work for it, God provides it. Amen? Amen. He gives us everything. So everything that we have while we're a steward over it, it belongs to who? So who's in control of what we do with our stuff? Oh, y'all are getting good at this. That includes money. Everything. Everything, and the adults just got real quiet. But the kids are still having a good time, right? <laughs> kids, we're having a blast this morning. So that means this. If I'm God, I need another helper up here this morning. Um, who wants to help me? Jacob, come on up here, buddy. You can help me out. Jacob is going to be getting baptized today. How awesome is that? <laughs> Jacob, this is the money that I'm going to give to you. All right? Now, whose money is it? That's right. So we're going to pretend like I'm God, even though I'm not. All right, but just for the sake of the example, we'll pretend like I'm God. You go to work, and I'm going to provide income for you through that job. Because who helped you get the job? Who gave you enough help and life to go work the job? Yeah, who gave you favor to get it? You know what I mean? Who gives you the strength to do all that, transportation, all that stuff? We think sometimes... We have a whole lot more control over this stuff than we really do. God's in control of all of it. And so I give this over to you, and I say, that's your dollar, or is it my dollar? That's right. It's my dollar that I'm giving to you to provide for you because I am a provider. God is our what? He's our provider. So he's going to give Jacob the money to provide for what you need. Okay? Now... I'm going to come back to you, and I'm going to say, Jacob, I've given you that dollar, but what I want you to do is this, because I know you, because I know how humans are, and I know how selfish you can be sometimes. I love you enough to take care of you and to put a safeguard in this so that you don't get lost in worldly possessions and get caught up in the traps of this world, okay? I want you to do this. I'm going to provide for you and give you that dollar, but I'm going to ask that you give a little bit back to me because the Bible says that where your treasure is, so your heart will be also. So because I love you, I'm building in a safety net to keep you accountable so that you know that everything that you have comes from me. So I'm going to ask that when I give you this, that you give back 10%. Now, do I need 10% as God? No. Why? Because I got what? I got everything. I made everything. If I'm short on something, I can make it. I, I can speak stuff into existence. I'm God. I don't need that. But you do. You need the accountability because if I don't give it to you, then you're going to become selfish, unbridled, and you're going to be consumed by the passions of this world. And I want to make sure that your heart belongs to me. So I'm going to ask you to give me back a small portion of what I've given to you. And I'm going to ask you, every dollar I give you, that you give a dime back to me. Now, is that cool? Because whose dime is it really? 
That's right, because who gave you the dollar? That's Boy, you got this. That's what I'm talking about. High five. Okay, now, here's what's really cool. Now that I know that I can trust you with the dollar, and I know that my, your heart is mine, and I'm the priority of your life, I know that I can trust you with more. Somebody's preaching a little bit this morning, okay? I know now that I can trust you with more because Jacob's heart belongs to God. Now, I know that now I can do what the Bible says. I can open up the floodgates of blessing. You know, the Bible says that when you give, it's given back to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. How many of y'all kids, what's your favorite cereal? Somebody said Captain Crunch. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, adult, somebody give me some cereal. How many of y'all like Fruit Loops? Fruit Loops, Life cereal. How many of y'all like just plain old brand flakes? Just plain brand flakes. No, nothing. Yeah, shredded wheat. Yeah, man. Have you ever bought a box? Of, you bought that box of cereal? See, I, Captain Crunch will betray you though. Because you'll be eating Captain Crunch, and you're like, this is the best cereal ever. And then when you're done, it's like somebody took a cheese grater and just destroyed the roof of your mouth, man. You know what I mean? Golly. So, but if you bought these boxes of cereal, are they full when you get them? No. No. What does it say on that box? It says, some settling may occur. May occur? Are you kidding me? I'm paying five bucks for a box of cereal, and it's... Here's the box, and is this full of cereal? Come on. Some settling. Some, something's up with that, Jacob. That's not cool. But God says this. If you trust me, if you trust me, and you follow my plan, and you be a steward over what I've given you, then you'll prove yourself trustworthy. And the Bible says if you're faithful over the small things, I will make you ruler over many. I will open the doors and let you have a whole lot more. And not just money. But my blessing, the Bible says the blessing of God will rest on your life. You'll be under a blessing, not a curse. That's crazy. All that stuff, all that stuff just by giving God back what was already his. He says, pressed down, shaken together, and flowing over. And I want a box of cereal like that. That's what I'm talking about. But that's how God blesses us back. Now, once I blessed you with a ton more, and this... It's just automatic. I give you $100 this time. And you say, God, I still love you. You're still my priority. You still have my heart. Everything is yours. I want to do what you've said to do. I want to give you back $10 out of this 100 You're showing me that I can trust you with more. And 100 may go to 500 it may go to a thousand. It may go to ten thousand because I know that your heart's not an issue. And now that I'm giving you more and you're living in what the Bible calls abundance, now you're living a generous lifestyle and you're able to operate in abundance. Everybody say abundance. Abundance. <clears throat> abundance. Now I'm going to see you as not just somebody that I can trust. Now I'm going to see you as a funnel of my blessing to touch other people's lives. How many of y'all would love to be at a place where you have such an overflow of resources that you can turn around and bless other people with it? Amen. It all starts with a dime. Starts with a dime. 
This is how a life of generosity works. Now, this kind of teaching has been abused a lot in churches, okay? So we're going to land on level ground and balance this out with Scripture. Don't, don't get me wrong on that. But this, this is big. If you give, God says, I'll give it back to you. And here's what will happen. I need help, Mr. Joe. Can you help me out? I brought a way to illustrate this. Everybody, while Joe is coming to help me, can we give Jacob a big hand for helping us out this morning? Yeah? Jacob, because you were awesome, I'm going to let you keep that dollar, okay? God gave it to me, now I'm trusting it with you, and you do whatever God tells you to do with it. All right, buddy? All right. Let's give Jacob another hand this morning. Go ahead and have a seat with your family. All right. Now, Mr. Joe is bringing out something that's going to look really crazy. But this is how this works, kids. This is going to be so awesome. I need a kind of a tall kid to help me out today. Kind of a tall. I got one in the back. Come on up here, buddy. Yeah. Now, I need somebody that's really good at catching things. Come on up here. You're really good at catching stuff. Abby and Judah, can you help me? Or at least Abby. Somebody. I need somebody else. You can't. Yeah, come on up here. And you can help. And what's going to happen is this. I'm God. What's your name? Tell everybody your name. Ryland. Ryland. Ryland is listening to me, and I've got Ryland's heart. Now I'm using Ryland to funnel my blessing beyond him to other people. And this is how it works. I'm going to give you this. Now who gave you that? God. That's right. Is it yours or is it mine? It's yours. You're just a what? You're a steward over what I've given you. I gave you my stuff and said, hey, take care of it for me. Now I'm asking you to do a little bit of something extra with it. Hey, buddy, there's some kids down there that need some stuff. Can you drop a marble up in there? Hope this works. Boom! The blessing comes out. That's what I'm talking about. We got another one? Hey, I want you to send some more down the pipe. Boom! Comes on out. Can we do three? Or We're going to go for three. He's going to go three. Hopefully this will work. Sending it down the pipe. Boom! Right out there. Worked perfect. Man, you wouldn't believe how many times this did not work yesterday when we were practicing. It's insane. But today it's working because we're, we're doing this for God. All right, one more. Four and we're done. My marble given to you. Send it out. Boom. That's how it works. God begins to use you as a pipeline to bless other people. That's how you live a life of abundance. Make sense? Yeah. Everybody say abundance. abundance. All right, give God praise for these guys helping us out. Joe, can you help me move that back? It's awesome. It's awesome. Everything we have is a stewardship. It's a stewardship. None of this stuff is ours. It's God's. Everything. Listen, parents, even your children are a stewardship. Because God's got his calling on them and God's going to take them where he wants to lead them and there's going to come a time when we have to release those children into God's care they're a stewardship everything is a stewardship your marriage is a stewardship not just your finances everything is a stewardship now Proverbs eleven twenty four, just so we can get some more Bible in this it says one person gives freely yet gains even more Another withholds unduly and comes to poverty. Crazy. Uh, Robert, or, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, starting in verse 6. This is a cool way to look at it. As we give, 
God gives back. And as we prove ourselves trustworthy, he gives us more. It says, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. So everybody say few. Few gets you what? It gets you a small crop. Small crop. Some of us are complaining because God isn't doing what we think he should be doing in our lives, but we're just producing the fruit that we've been sowing into. We've been producing the fruit of a little bit of sowing. If you want large crops, sow large. Sow generously is what the Bible says. Now, that doesn't mean you empty your bank account out and give everything to God. That means you operate with wisdom because you're a steward over everything that he does. But you give him what he asks, and then when he prompts you, you give more. It says, but the one who plants generously, everyone say generously, will get a generous crop. Now, sometimes we get caught up in the confusion of thinking that everything that we have belongs to us. Let me ask you a question. Let's say you hold on to all the stuff that you've got and you live out your life the way that you want to. You breathe your last breath and you pass away and you go from this life to eternity. What happens to all your stuff? Do you get to keep it? You don't get to keep it. What happens to it? If you've got a lot of stuff, it gets dispersed according to your will or other people get it, you don't get to take it with you. But you're going to stand before God. That's a given. Okay? And what you are going to get to take with you is what you've done with Jesus Christ and every life that you have been used to impact and change for the kingdom of God along the way. That is eternal. And that's what we get to take with us. So when we give, stop thinking, I'm giving money. No, you're giving change. You're giving change. When that offering time hits and we have to, the decision on whether or not we're going to give God what he asked, we're giving change. We're giving change. We're giving change. We're giving change. I'm giving so that kids can be reached for the kingdom of God. I'm giving so that marriages can be restored. I'm giving so that the single mom that's out there that has no hope right now can learn about the love of Jesus and get surrounded by a body of believers that will teach her that she doesn't have to do life alone. I'm giving so that what's happening here can go beyond the walls of the church and change people's lives because when I give back to God what he's already given to me he takes that and he accomplishes his will on this earth it's all his for his purpose for his purpose and our blessing so that we can reach other people so if we give generously we get a generous crop if we give we see lives impacted and changed second corinthians 9 7 just going down a little bit further it says you must each decide in your heart how much to give because that's going to be different. Everybody makes a different amount of money and sometimes God will lay on your heart to give more than he's asking and bless certain people. You pray and, and legitimately listen is what this is saying. Legitimately listen to God and let him speak to you on what he wants you to do with whose money. And it's not just money. What if God wants you to give your toy to somebody else? What if you've got a favorite Xbox game or a PlayStation game and God says, hey, I want you to give that to that kid over there who doesn't have it. What if God told you to give your PlayStation away to bless somebody else? 
extra clothes, extra dishes, everything we have. It's not just money. A life of generosity goes beyond that. Money's part of it, but it's not all of it. The generosity of the heart to give something that we know does not belong to us. It belongs to who? It belongs to God. That's right. It says you must each decide in your heart how much to give and do not give reluctantly or in response to pressure. In other words, he's saying don't give for the wrong reasons. Don't give for the wrong. We don't want you to give for the wrong reasons here. You know, and I always say here at Eastgate Church, hey, if you don't trust me and you don't trust what we do here just yet, don't give here, but give somewhere because you need to be participating in a lifestyle of generosity if you want to be obedient to the word of God. Now, if you call Eastgate Church your home, hey, get on board and help us reach as many people as we possibly can. Get involved. Find a ministry team and give in the offerings because we're, change is what? Or when we give, it's changing somebody's life, right? That's what it is. When we give, it's change in somebody's life. So don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Cheerfully. God, this is not mine. This is yours. I'm giving it back to you. Thank you for your blessing in my life. Thank you that I got a dollar to give a dime on. Thank you for the check that you're providing for me. Thank you for my health. Thank you for the car that I have because there's people that don't have one. Thank you for the opportunities you've given me because I know what I have is not my own. I'm a steward over all of it. And so I'm going to cheerfully give this back to you and say thank you for trusting me with the stuff that you've trusted me with. And another reason why we give cheerfully is this. Second Corinthians 9, 8, it says, whew, man, look at this now. If we give generously, like verse 6 says, and we give cheerfully, like verse 7 says, Second Corinthians 9, verse 8 says, and God will generously, everybody say generously, provide all you need, then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Everything that you need, not maybe everything that you want, everything that you need. And with the abundance that we have, we don't want to be selfish with it like the guy in the video before I started preaching, okay? The abundance that we have belongs to God too. And when he gives in abundance because of our obedience, he gives generously so that we can turn around and have our needs taken care of and be wise with the finances that we have, but have extra left over to share with others. Because whose money is it? Whose stuff is it? And we're just a what? We're a steward. We're taking care of his stuff. We're taking care of his stuff. I think of all the things that God gave us, all the stuff that he's provided for us, I think the most precious gift and the most precious thing of all is Jesus. He's what this is all about. We give to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We worship because Jesus died on the cross for us to set us free from all the sin in our lives. And I don't want to move much further with this service today without giving us an opportunity to pray. And maybe not just say, you know what, God, everything that we've got is yours and we just want to honor you with that. But maybe to take a moment and give somebody in here the opportunity to let Jesus be Lord and Savior of your life. May not be that way right now, but I'd love for it to be. 
before we get out of here today. So if you could, everyone in here, bow your heads and close your eyes this morning. Father, I thank you for everything that you've done so far today, for what you're speaking to us, that everything belongs to you. God, I thank you that you're a God that just doesn't care enough to just provide for us, but you're a God that cares about where we're going to spend our eternity. You sent your son to die for us. You provided literally everything, the food that we eat, the air that we breathe, and the means for our salvation so that we can spend eternity with you in heaven and not have to go to the punishment that waits us in hell. Here this morning and be honest with yourself, maybe, maybe your relationship with God and relationship with Jesus isn't where it needs to be. And you came here to watch a, a child you know or support a family that you know, but in this moment, I want you to think about you. How is your relationship with God? Is Jesus Lord and Savior of your life? And the beautiful thing about that question is you know the answer as soon as I ask it. Maybe he tells you that he's not because when he's on the throne of your heart, you know he's on the throne of your heart. I want to count to three, and when I count to three, if you're here this morning, I want you to lift your eyes and look at me if you know that Jesus isn't in that place in your heart, and your relationship with God isn't where it needs to be. But you want to make a change and make Him Lord and Savior of your life today. To put Him in control today. So when I count to three, if that's you and you want to get that relationship with God right, I want you to lift your eyes and look at me. It's just going to be you and me. I'm not going to call you up or embarrass you in front of these people. It's between you and me and God. So heads bowed, eyes closed, no one looking around. It's Jesus, Lord and Savior. If that's not you, but you want it to be, on the count of three, lift your eyes and look at me. Here we go. One, two, three. Lift them up and look at me. If that's you this morning, I see you right there. First time. I see you. Once you lift your eyes up, you can put them back down. You haven't lifted your eyes yet, and you know you need to. Go ahead and lift them up and look at me. I want to pray with you this morning. All right. Now, everybody in the place, let's do this. Let's all stand to our feet, because we've been sitting for a little while, and I don't want you getting groggy. I don't want you getting tired. Everybody stand to your feet. We had a couple of people that lifted up their eyes. I love that. So I'm going to pray for them, and then I'm going to pray over us, and we're going to baptize some people in just a little bit. That's going to be fun, huh? Yeah. All right. Let's all bow our heads again and close our eyes this morning. Father, thank you for what you're doing in this place. Now, if you lifted up your eyes and you looked at me, I'm going to pray this prayer, and I want you to repeat it after me. Everybody in this place is going to repeat this after me. Because I want you to know that you're part of a family. You're not just on your own. We're called the body of Christ for a reason. And you have a part in that. You have a part in that. Your family now. So everybody's going to pray this after me. Here we go. Heavenly Father, I ask that you forgive me for the sin in my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for my sin. I give my life to you. 
It's not my own. It's yours. Jesus, you're my Lord and Savior. You sit on the throne of my heart. And one day at a time, one step at a time, I'm going to live my life to please you. In your name, amen. Father, there were so many of us today that were here listening. And I know that the truth of your word has impacted us in different ways today. Lord, I pray that we take what you've taught us and we apply it to our lives. Everything belongs to you. And we're just a steward of it. I pray that we all live a life of generosity. We all live a life to please you. That we all surrender everything that we are and everything that we have over to you. Because at the end of the day, none of it's really ours. We can't take any of it with us. So all we can really do is use it really to handle the needs that need to be handled. And to impact this world for the kingdom of God with the rest of it. Because that has eternal values. Lord, I pray that we all make that decision today to surrender everything over to you and let you be in control so that we can be a people that live a life of generosity and a life of abundance so that we can all become a funnel that you can use to change the lives of other people because when we give, we're not giving time, we're not giving money, we're not giving of our talents. We're giving change because you can take what we give and use it to impact lives. Lord, I give you glory, give you praise for everything that you've done today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.